again, how many things could a weekend do if a weekend could do things? And if a things could do a weekend and a weekend could do things, how many things would that weekend thing? Sandstorm! Bank Travers continue. End of the work week, finally. And it's never just half a chocolate bar or half a burger or half of anything, really. But why, oh, why, oh, why? Time to pull out that weight vest again. Friday, March 10th, 2023. I'm Steve Masursky, and yes, this is your favorite audio digest recorded by an expat sitting alone in an apartment around the world. <laughs> I'm Steve Masursky. I live here in Beijing, China. I record this daily audio digest, audio blog, uh, in an effort to both timestamp the days and as an effort to, well, give you some entertainment. Well, not just entertainment, some information about what it's like to live overseas. Um, but, But then again, like for me, I guess I'm not, I am overseas only relatively speaking, right? What's it like to be an expat? What's it like to live and work in a country such as China? That's where I live. That's where I work. And I've been here for the last few years already. Encroaching on 10. Coming up to 10 years. I am studying the Chinese language, if you're wondering. And, uh, yeah, why? But why why this? Do I only talk about China stuff? Sometimes. Uh, But I talk about, again, being, you know, a regular expat in in another country, which means that I have interests other than loving all of the food that this host country provides, speaking the language fluently, and being married and have children, at least not just yet. The uh, whole idea being that this is what the life and times of a expat is, uh, of a working traveler. Uh, is China home? Don't know. I was talking about the green card yesterday, uh, which is like a residence permit of sorts. Uh, but uh, if not China, then where? Hmm, still haven't really decided. We did have a sandstorm today again. And I don't know about you, but every time I hear the word sandstorm, I think... The Rude's Sandstorm. That song is like 20-some years old. Like long, 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 long time ago. Even my colleagues are getting tired of me doing it. <laughs> That's fine. No problem there. I, uh, well, it's a special occasion. It's like, you know, uh, um, what are some of the Christmas songs, the New Year's songs, or Spring Festival songs? It's, it's like that. The Sandstorm is kind of like a, a Spring Festival of sorts. I mean, it's a, it's a sand festival. It's an all-encompassing sand festival that deserves its own soundtrack. And Darude's Sandstorm is perfect analogy. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, yes. Anyway, the bank travails continue. Which CC is it? So I was trying to clarify. This has been my, my big trouble all week since I went in on there. Uh, I went there on Monday to get it done. I got phone calls on Tuesday. I didn't get messages back from the Canadian bank until Wednesday. I got the international response on Thursday, and then finally today, I'm like, I just, I was kind of losing it with this bank teller in in China, and I do appreciate her reaching out. Um, although I'm starting to think that she wasn't reaching out out of the goodness of her heart. I think it was like sort of the bank's job because now they were holding a, a bag of money from this foreigner who was 
who, who they, they basically what happened is that the information that I gave them went to the big bank and the big bank said, nah, it's missing information. It's missing the, uh, the Zhuang Hao. Uh, and I'm going, what Zhuang Hao? I mean, what account number are you talking about? It's right there. They're like, well, you need a CC number. What the hell's a CC number? I'm carbon copy. Like, so I, I did mention that I, I checked with my, um, it's not a bank. It's a credit union in Canada. I'm not sure if you guys have these around the world. They're, they're like banks, but they're they're not as global. So every location is sort of its own entity. Whereas like if you were to work with like a Bank of Canada or Bank of Montreal, Bank of Nova Scotia, those would all have, like they would be national banks. They would all be connected. Like it's a whole same standard system. Whereas a credit union, they're all sort of unto their own uh, they have comparable rates and offerings and stuff like that very similar same sort of idea uh i guess I, I i don't know really what the big difference is to tell you the truth they were a big novel idea 20 30 years ago when it, i remember opening this account it was like a, the the new way of banking or something but as a result um they apparently I don't know. I, this is actually, maybe I just sent someone a bunch of money uh, for free because a wire transfer is irreversible, which is why the bank was checking here in China. They're like, we got we got to make sure that we get this number right because if it goes to the wrong person and you don't get your money, guess what? Not our problem, your problem. And there's no way we can get it back because you approved the transfer form, which I did. I said, just send the bloody thing because that information has worked for the last long time. It's it, it, it hasn't changed. And I, I mentioned earlier in the week, well, I, you know, I, I double checked on uh, the information. They said, yeah, it's wrong. But that was in regard to the address that I had for the credit union in my hometown. Right. And so I, and, and that made sense because I knew that they had shifted locations in, in the, like many years since uh, I've been in, in uh, like I've, I've been to the new location, basically. All that being said is that they, uh, they, so they, they gave me this new information, but I'm looking at it going, there is no difference in terms of the account numbers. Nothing. It's the exact same thing. And I'm looking at this wire transfer form on, uh, from the, the, the bank here in, in China. I'm looking going, what the What account number are you talking about? Where's the CC number? There's no CC number listed anywhere on this wire transfer form. I'm going through all these numbers. I'm going... Nah, do they need a uh, like the address of my uh, my my credit union? I go. Does it doesn't look like it. It's a, they sent me a form. Like my, my credit union in Canada sent me this form that listed uh, Swift Field fifty seven, Swift Field uh, seventy, Swift Field etc. Right. So just take that information, put it into the form, nice and easy. I'm looking at this, it's all filled out the way that it, it's supposed to be. Everything's matching up. Now, of course, I look at a bit closer at the China. Uh, bank transfer, man, God, they spelled Vancouver wrong. Okay, so mm, that's that's a mistake. Uh, they also extended my address here in China. I, they rearranged my address somehow. I'm like, ah, uh, that's not, I don't know if that's causing an issue, but uh, it shouldn't. But I'm looking at all the account numbers that I could find on the piece of paper, comparing them with the one from three years ago, comparing them to the ones that I just got sent uh, this week, and I'm going, these are all the same. What it? What do you mean by CC number? Now, the CC number is a clearing code. And a clearing code is something along the lines of it. It's a bank and identification, basically. Uh, so 
what happens is that uh, they it's they say it's a, a nine-digit code made up of the four-digit financial institution number. This will be important, followed by the five-digit transit number where the account is held. Okay, so this is where things get a little bit wonky. The banks apparently have a four-digit financial institution number. The credit unions that I've been that I use have three. So. When you add them up, <laughs> it's only eight digits because you have the three-digit uh, bank ID number, as they call it, then the five-number transit number, five-digit transit number, and then you have the account number. I'm looking at this going, these are the only account numbers that I know of. When I check inside my, uh, my uh, online whatever it is, these are the only numbers I can find. I'm Googling this and I'm going, wait. I do not want to be supplying bank numbers that I Google. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was looking for some of these credit unions and, oh yeah, they say, oh, the, the SWIFT code is this and the, the, the clearing code is this. Then you scroll down to the end of the page, it goes, yeah, this one's approved by the USDA and this one's approved by California state government. I'm like, don't need to be using those numbers, really. Like, this is invalid information because it's even, it's the wrong country. So as best as I know, CC stands for clearing code. And the clearing code is, uh, I guess for me, it's the 3, 8, uh, plus 6 is a 14-digit account number. And for whatever reason, the big bank here in China said, no, it's wrong. Did they say it was wrong or did they say they had to provide it? And I tell the lady this, uh, and I'm going, this is the only number that I know of. This is the only number that has been sent to me. And of course, if I wait another day to check with the, the Canadian uh, side of things. I mean, she or that person won't get back to me until probably late afternoon Canada time, right? So which means I'm not going to get this information until tomorrow. Now, banks are open in China pretty much all the time, especially here in Beijing. They're open all the time. doesn't matter what day. You can go in and do a wire transfer any day of the week. It doesn't matter. The only issue is when's the money going to finally get released from the holdings of... Uh, uh, this Chinese bank and deposited into my account overseas in Canada. So that has been my big issue for the last week is dealing with this uh, uh, this wire transfer, which I've never had this much trouble before. I don't know if this is uh, like I guess I haven't sent money home in a very long time, uh, but I know other people who've been who've been doing bank transfers and they all have, or wire transfers. They didn't talk about any problems. Then again. Maybe they had problems. They just didn't say anything. But even uh, one, one guy uh, sent me instructions, and I mean, I I kind of looked at them. I mean, this is like I just give them the sheet of paper, and like I had all the the the, the instructions more dealt with, like uh, what you need on the China side of things, all your pay slips, your tax forms, and blah blah blah, like, your contract and everything. It doesn't deal with the actual account numbers that you need in the receiving bank which is what the issue is. So we'll see. I hope the money gets there, which is as uh, Jesse Livermore, a very famous stock market speculator once say, once said, hope is a bad way to trade. <laughs> he also shot himself uh, after going bankrupt several times. So um, blowing out accounts and everything, but uh, he, he was a very good trader, very good speculator up until that point. End of the work week. Um, forcing a day off on myself tomorrow. I, I just, 
actually, I, I, I unticked these. Basically, the goal was to go hard throughout January, February, uh, and then parts of March. But I'm going to take some time off, time off because I do want to prepare for Hong Kong. Uh, the other thing is I knew I had to send this money home. And so dealing with that is another thing that I sort of was not wanting to spend my days off doing, but it's it's turning out that way, I guess. Um, but also trying to get uh, back up to date with uh, March Motion and everything. I uploaded a bunch of videos last night to the YouTube channel. Uh, I also have an Instagram channel that I will be updating uh, very shortly. But tomorrow, uh, this is where the whole uh, the rimericks, the, the, the rhyme and the times and the... How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood, right? That sort of tongue twister for the work. Uh, how much can I actually get done this week? And uh, two newsletters, uh, several videos, several animations, uh, possibly. Oh, I got to prepare for the next podcast as well because episode number 38 is in the works as far as I know. Uh, so it, it's going to be busy and I got to update the website because I haven't had time to, to do that. So... It's interesting that a lot of times what happens is that work would really appreciate if you just sign up for one more day. They're like, well, you don't work two, like, don't work seven days in a row. I mean, that's, that wouldn't give you a very good work-life balance. I'm going, my work-life balance, lady. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, corporation. Uh, first of all, not really in China for the work-life balance. It was was here to make scads of cash. The last three years kind of put a kibosh onto that. So the only reason why I'm trying to make up some of that is because I'm afraid it's going to happen again. Oh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did anyone know that they were going to shut down the country for three years? It wasn't three years. Close enough. Close enough to being three years shut down of a whole country. Forgive me for not trusting it very much anymore, particularly when it comes to if there's work, do it, sure thing, but I got to get some other things done. So if and when this happens again, I'll be able to leave next time and not worry about it. At least that's the idea. Uh, it's never just half a chocolate bar, um, never just half a burger either. I was, Fridays are typically like a, um, a fast, it's not fast food, a takeout day. It's not fast because it takes 37 minutes to get here. Uh, but uh, got another Blue Frog burger. They're fantastic burgers. And I was going to get the small one, but then I got the big one. Because I was looking at the big one going, well, I'll just eat half of it. I'll put a, put away the other half. That didn't happen. <laughs> of course, I got the sweet potato fries with it too. They're, oh, they're fantastic burgers. Don't get me wrong. Blue Frog, you guys do great burgers if you're listening to this. If you come to Beijing, try the Blue Frog, uh, Blue Frog burgers. Although, to be honest... If you're coming from a Western country, um, are you here to try burgers or, or not? I mean, I have them from Blue Frog because th they are not Chinese food. Uh, and they are much like the Western burgers that I'm used to. They're, they're what you would consider to be a proper hamburger. Whereas if you go to some of the these other uh, Chinese restaurants that promote having burgers, you go, that's not a burger. It's 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 a, a poor um imitation of what a mcdonald's burger looks like on a bad day sort of thing right it's uh not even oh brutal. you wouldn't want to touch half of that stuff to tell you the truth and no you don't need a bottle of mayonnaise on the thing either but these burgers blue frog very good so i got this double decker burger whatever it was again ate the whole thing i mean part, part of the reason i eat the whole thing is because it's once you pick it up it's such a mess 
like to touch like you you're not switching youtube videos in between this burger you're not just gonna oh let me put it down no once you pick this burger up it's up you eat it you you either eat it or put it away because as soon as you put it down and try to do anything else you're gonna have to go wash your hands forget about wiping your hands you got to wash your hand the amount of the grease that's dripping off this thing right and then after that i'm like well I'm still kind of hungry I mean, we're, but, well let's see what i have for chocolate so of course i ruffle through my uh my my bag of uh what what people would call unhealthy food i call snacks <laughs> i find a chocolate bar yeah well i'll have half <laughs> that didn't, i had half of the two that were in there but the half that I had, I had the whole thing, right? So it's 150 grams total. I ate 75 grams of it, which, okay, is at least less than the serving size printed on the back of the package. Is that any good? I mean, so it's three quarters of the daily recommended intake. I mean, this 100, 100 grams provides you 26% of your uh, caloric intake for the day, plus the double burger that I had. I'm going, yeah, that's quite a bit. Now, you might be wondering, Steve, I thought you were losing, trying to lose weight. I thought you were doing this and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, yeah, well, that. And I don't want to live a completely sucky life where all I do is sit in a, a room talking to myself, uh, not just for work, but for podcasts, <laughs> and then go work out. Today, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull out that weight vest again. I haven't run with the weight vest. Let's see how that works. Now, the current weightage... Uh, in the uh, the weight vest because I have these little sandbags that gets that get put inside, uh, and it's about eight kilos. I stopped wearing this a while ago because it's like I'd, I, I more want to focus on distance rather than weight. And uh, today I was thinking instead of trying to get through eighty or a hundred pull ups at lunch, what I'll do instead, I will put the weight vest in weight vest on. I'll go for a four mile run. So I did that. We'll see how long it takes me. I ran slow though. I was running slow. Uh, I wasn't pushing it. So it took me about 42 minutes. Uh, I got to double check that actually. Uh, it wasn't too bad. It was, uh, uh, it wasn't overly long, I guess I should say. But at the same time, it, uh, let's just see. I'm going to double check that time because uh, I want to know. Outdoor running, 45 minutes, but that's probably including a walk as well. Uh, yeah, but I was about, about 40 minutes. Yeah, there you go, 40 minutes, yeah, so I was walking at the end, um, mainly because um, each mile, first mile was 11 minutes, I was I was averaging about 10 and a half minutes per mile, so that, that's why, yeah, 45 minutes total, that, that makes sense, but, so I got that done with the weight vest on, then I come back upstairs to my apartment, and I, I'm like, okay, I don't want to do a lot of pull-ups, instead what I want to do is I want to hang and then pull up, and this is something that uh, David Goggins did, uh, to break the world record in uh, the number of pull-ups done in 24 hours. Now, I have no intention of challenging this at all, zero. Uh, but I was thinking that this is actually a pretty good workout. Hang and then pull up. So you hang for about five seconds, and then you do a pull-up. You lower down, hang for five seconds, do another pull-up. Uh, and I was I was doing these slow pull-ups too, uh, not just because of the weight, but because I'm like, time under stress is another good way to, to, to build muscle and everything. And uh, I got, oh, so, and so every time I did, I, I did three or four of those, and then I came off the bar, did 10 push-ups and then 20 squats. Uh, so like the sort of regular rounds, and I did three or four rounds of that. 
uh, I think it's tiring. Like the towards the end, I was hanging. I would do one pull up. I'm like, oh, I can hang. Hanging is easy compared to pulling up again. <laughs> uh, so I got maybe two or three in the the later rounds and stuff like that. But uh, it's a good enough workout. Um, not as strenuous as trying to do 80 or 100 pull ups. That's for sure. But uh, uh, we'll see how it works. I guess one of the things like since I'm struggling to get past, uh, like when I'm doing those. That, that whole bunch of pull-ups there, what happens is that I usually get about halfway through before I have to drop down to doing singles. And that just takes a long time. So I want to see if I'm there's a way that I can increase the number of pull-ups I can do continuously in a row. Uh, and I can only do about maybe seven or eight pull-ups in a row, fresh start. So like that's not very many and you're probably going really that's it that's all you can do and like yeah it's it's terrible uh or, or you're going wow seven or eight that's a lot well it has taken me a while to get to that but one of the things is that i don't do pull-ups all the time i also don't just work on my back all the time like on, on different days and so there are certain ways that you can build up your back muscles so you can um do more pull-ups in a row so there's that there's that one and then the other thing that i'd like to work on is the one arm pull-ups sorry one arm push-ups and the pistol squats so pistol squats i've been fighting for a while one arm pull-ups i've got most of it um on the left arm it's easier on the right arm uh it's not so easy because my shoulder seems to be uh, tweaked not badly but just enough to to make it feel awkward to do and I haven't found a good way to rehab it just yet. So uh, with that, I, I don't want to, I don't want to tear anything. I don't want to push it too hard, basically. So what you can do in this circumstance, when uh, you're sort of wanting to go through the motions but not go full force, is with the the one arm push up, is you lower yourself down, and then use two hands to pick yourself up. And that's one way to start building up the strength uh, to do uh, the one arm push ups, as far as I uh, can uh, can tell. All right, there you go. Uh, March motion videos are up. Uh, I will be uploading those to uh, Instagram very soon. Uh, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. They're very short, like 15, 14, 15 seconds. Uh, trying to break away from watching so many tutorials. But to be fair, I'm going to spend the time. I don't mind watching these tutorials because they're good mindless things to do. On the, uh, But as well, keep in mind... April, I'm going to switch over to doing animations, just in general. And then May is the full-on, no-holds-barred, make-a-movie-every-single-day of the month of May. And instead of doing just a bunch of motion projects all the time, I'm thinking maybe May You Make Your Movie will be more real-based, like more real live action as opposed to computer action. Right on. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are doing well. I hope your workouts are going well as well. Uh, show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensterski.com. Have a good weekend. Enjoy it. Rest up if you're not working. And if you are working, well, that <laughs> ah, sucks. I know. It never ends. It never ends. you got to make some time for yourself. Even if it means that you're going to run four hours for four, four miles every four hours for 48 hours. Try that once. Then you'll like to go back to work. Have a good one, folks. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.